Yawa. This is two takes on a pod. Okay, welcome everybody. This is another episode of Two Takes and a Pod. My name is Afala Luarin. Damn, and I'm Osai. <laughs> I just, I'm never always expected. This is our podcast where we give you two takes on our theme of the moment. We can, yeah. Uh, I was actually going to ask like, if there's a long form for Osai because I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go. Let's do that. Okay, what is let's it? Do that. Osai, I see. Oh, true. What does okay. it mean? Um, it means God made me well. God took his time to make me. I guess. Oh, for real. I bet sure. your girl believes that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> She's still here. <laughs> Yeah. Excellent. God yeah. took his time. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I like it. I, I like it. Like, okay. Yeah. Right, okay. Like, um, good looking out, pops. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I said you. Like, yeah, you you really, you know hook it up on the Adam part, but hey, we'll take it. <laughs> it's a great name. Okay, so this episode, uh, this is welcome to the end, guys. This is the end of collection two. Um, yeah, man, we're wrapping up. We're wrapping it up, and we thought we would uh, just go over you know the process. Like the second collection has been a thing. What it's been three, four months that we spent on on these nine episodes, just going over yep. the conversation, um, having the guests over, and we wanted to break break it down, see how we felt about everything, and then you know tell you guys our favorite parts, and then yeah, man, highlight the parts that we we feel uh, need mentioning, and you know maybe put a nice little wrap on the the end of the season, you know. Mm-hmm. Tie up real nice. Yeah, nice. Stick a nice little bow on it. Stop! Hold up! Hold up! You know what? Before that, could we just like first acknowledge what, what you just said about the Rona situation? Yeah, so yeah. Like, I mean, how's everybody doing? You know, like, how's, like, how are you guys? Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, like, I feel like I just want to wish everyone well. Mm. Um, over here in Canada, Toronto, I think we are pretty privileged um, in our situation in terms of, you know, whether or not you're able to work from home. Maybe, maybe you you still have your job. We know that there are a lot of people who are losing their jobs right now. Crazy. Um, a lot of small Canadian. business owners who yeah. aren't able to operate because they are not considered essential. Um, and all over the world, really, where some countries don't have the resources, infrastructure, or you know, among other things, to be able to fight this this uh, this this virus. So we're we're definitely considerate and cons- you know concerned about that. But at the same time, we know that like people need a little bit of something new, right? Like we 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 we've been thinking and talking and processing that. Um, but today, we just want to kind of give you a little bit of fresh air, have a little bit of fun, and uh, you know, hope that you guys are in a good enough place to join us on this journey. Yeah, so, okay, so Collection 2, man. So we started off Collection 2 being overly optimistic about how 2020 was going to go. And we were like, oh, yeah, 2019 was a tricky year. Yeah, uh, so. yeah tricky, tricky year. Uh, and like, what, okay, what did that sound like? I'm going to play a little bit of it. It is 2020, people. Are you excited? Honestly, the way I feel right now about 2020 is kind of jubilant. Um, I don't know. I think we kind of talked about this over the last couple of weeks, but... Yeah, 2020 just feels like, you know what, might as well be excited. It can't get any worse. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> but it did. Yeah. Um, like who, who, Signif- significantly worse. Bro, it's crazy. I think we recorded that, what, January 3rd or 4th? Or yeah, like super, the first week of January, early, yeah. for sure. And it's like, who would have thought that, you know, two months later, two and a half months later, the entire world would be shut down, like right. brought to a grinding halt. And honestly, we're thinking about the whole Iran situation, which feels like light years away. Now. <sighs> like it feels like ages ago it's now. So I'm nuts. like a non-factor. It's you know? so nuts. And it's like, it, it can't, I mean, I guess you just never know, right? You really always have to operate in the present, right? You can't Absolutely. anticipate that the future is good. Like, it can't get any worse. It's such a, I mean, those are my words, but like, now I'm just like, uh. I mean, at the end of the day, like, I think the philosophy would be sound. Like, yeah, maybe it could get worse, but like, I, like it can't get any worse, so I might as well make the most of right now, mm. right? Mm. <laughs> not knowing that it could get worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just not knowing how much, much, much worse it could get. Anyway, yeah, uh, we just thought we'll sort of like. Were, were there any serious things we went through on that episode? I think we did, right? We were reflecting on um, the past year, the past decade, um, how we felt going into a new one. Um. Yeah, and like, you know, just understanding that, you know, maybe trying to overcome the idea of fear, uh, the idea of like uh, uphill battles and understanding that if you're in this, you're in this and it's really just about fighting through it. And I think that message is still really consistent right now. Yeah, honestly, like, it's so relevant now, right? Because it's like, a, f- fear is the natural reaction at a time like this. Absolutely. Fear is, fear makes sense at a time like this. And I think that lesson coming out of 2019 kind of like prepared me from a mindset perspective here. I'm not going to lie, the first week and a bit, I was a little shook. I was like, okay, what am I going to be doing with all this new time? I mean, I thought I was going to have time, but, um, but it was just like, yeah, things are different now. Absolutely. Um, but all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, what next? You know, how how am I going to respond to this was my next thinking, which right. you know, I guess 2019 prepared me for. So right, the, exactly. You know, yeah. It's honestly the question that I think all of us are asking. How are we responding to this? How is this affecting us, our families, and people we care about? But, yeah. um, you know, we're, we push through, right? That's, that's what we do. We survive. Yeah, we also spent that episode... Um, you know, making some comments on on the, the predictions that were made about the year. Oh, yeah. There were, there were some quite bold predictions that were made, um, you know, in addition to ours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'll call mine a prediction. Um, but, yeah, what was this? What, 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 what was this talking about? Like, I can't remember. Okay, I'm going to find the time. One second. Oh, yeah. Are you sure? Because this one says, unless you pray very, very hard. Like, you have to be. It has to be hard. Yeah. If not, it is going to be. Be, the world is going to behave like a child that is having a convulsion. The earthquake and volcanoes that have been dormant for years will erupt. Some of them have already been erupting, but that's fine. Are you trying to say this guy is a climate scientist? Is that what's happening? I'm saying that, like, clearly he's, you know, I don't know. I, I would say he's speaking to God, but I don't want to jump in. I'm like, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But clearly he's saying this is the same level of confidence. And, you know, and I know that he's a man of faith. So mm. obviously, like, you can say this, you know, knowing that he has spoken to God. But, you know, when I look at some of the statements that are being made, I'm just, you know, I'm really, I guess I have more questions about how that conversation went. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is this, like, is this like the cliff notes or were these like direct? So yeah, safe to say that um, you know we didn't pray hard enough. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of you've been slacking on your prayers. Man. Yeah, man. Apparently, you guys didn't pray hard enough because not only did the voc- have the volcanoes, I don't know what happened yet. That can still happen. We still have uh, quite like, a few months. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> it's like eight more months for, for shit to go on. Oh my god. Oh uh, yeah, I totally I, f- I forgot about that. Yeah. Jesus, man. Oh, it's and nuts. Yeah, oh. but um. But yeah, that was a fun episode, and like I, I was glad we were able to intro. 
intro what we what we had the vision that we had for for the collection and then we kind of like jump right into we jump right into it our first our first full episode uh with a guest was was how are you mad uh our episode where we tackled mental health and um and blackness i guess and masculinity all in one jumbo hour and a half conversation i i really loved this episode man like i couldn't believe how long we talked we had no plan to talk yeah. that long um yeah we talked a lot before and after and after and like <laughs> yeah. fumi was such a great guest he was the only guest to bring us food shout out fumi man yeah like, fumi, fumi headed out yo he brought us a pizza and everything i was like yo all those girls you've been bringing here trash <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, we talked here off for like two hours after yeah, that. And like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so big, big no, shout but out. It was but, awesome. Yeah. It was awesome, man. And definitely, uh, you know, just put some light onto one how uh, a lot of us think about mental health, mm. being able to differentiate, you know, what's not necessarily the levels are, but ha- having a better outlook on what might be like a diagnosable illness and versus, you know, just having uh, significant challenges that are impacting your day mm. and, you know, your the rest of your life, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I've gotten a lot of, you know, good conversations with, with people who listen to that episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people just like reach out and said, oh, you know, it's interesting that you guys are tackling this topic or I, mean, I really related to that. Funny thing, I got, I got, I got pretty interesting conversations too. And uh, if I don't know how to take it, but people were surprised that I had a therapist. Surprised? <laughs> it was like uh, I don't, I don't see the work. <laughs> no, no, no. I think they're just surprised. <laughs> No, no, no. I think they're just surprised that I actually had a therapist. I was like, hey, man, yo, you might have, you know, some of those things at work, you know, exercise that shit. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Use some of them benefits. Use Um, some of those benefits, man. If anybody says they're not, they don't, they might not see you doing the work. That's rude. Um, No, no, no. Nobody said that. But I know that my sister was surprised. I mean, that's (laughs) That's fair. I like, I mean, your sister is younger, so it's nice that like she can look up to that and maybe take a few bold steps herself, you know. Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm hoping that's what she took from it. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's true. Um, but you know, one of one of the fun things about that episode was figuring out a title because, like, what I think I wanted um, young, black, and stressed the fuck out. Um, which I mean, we can debate young, we can't debate black, and we can't debate stress the fuck out. Um, that's for sure. Yeah, but, but I like I like how we ended on how are you mad, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just because like I remember uh, 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 for was just basically saying like you know, when you're you know thinking about like maybe talking to somebody or mm-hmm. meeting someone and just like you know, the first question I come to his mind is like yo okay so how are you mad? Yeah, like, let's let's just get all get the, out of the way. All, everything out yeah. the way. And I thought that was funny. Um, and obviously when you listen to the episode, you know that we're taking it seriously and mm-hmm. like it's not just a joke. Um, but it was just kind of like a play on that. That, that that statement. I mean, it's so funny because it's so real, right? Like, I mean, it, it, as soon as it gets serious or deep with someone mm-hmm. or whatever, that's the mm-hmm. first question. Okay, let me, what's your Chris, you know? And yeah, I, That yeah. concept is so cool to me. Right. Now it's like, it, it really focuses things for you. if you're. It, it really does. Because I, person, I think yeah. we all have issues. Like, you know, as we grow older, I think <laughs> we really do, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's kind of like, like, it's kind of like, if you have scars, right, like they heal. If you address them, dress them, take care of them early. Mm-hmm. If you if you don't even know that they are there, which quite often that's the case, mm-hmm. or at least there's some that slip through the cracks, then you know it's like festering, right? And it's not you're not really you don't even know that it's something you have to resolve, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, how are you mad? Like you know, maybe you should think about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. reflect yeah. Re- reflect on you know the challenges that you've gone, you know, and it's not necessarily that you're mad. It's just mm-hmm. that like um, there are certain you know things that you have dealt with that affect who you are, right? Right? And make you better and you know in some cases not so perfect. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Uh 
um, our our second episode. What well, second episode we talked about um, outrage and compassion. Now I wanted this to be a fight. I was like, we need <laughs> it's outrage versus, versus compassion. compassion. Like yeah. it's either or. There's it's it's uh, I, when we were framing this episode, it was a lot of like you know people always go for one or the other. Right. And I think while we were figuring out getting okay, who do we want to talk to about this? Like, why is this an interesting topic? What's right. that switch? And then right. we ended up on Uche with like the consent workshop. And I mean, we didn't expect it, but the way think, the episode went was so, for me, it was so beautiful. Like I felt- Right. Like, I think she exemplified exactly what like outrage, like evolving from, like for me, I felt like outrage evolves into, there should be some compassion at the end. Like, mm-hmm. and not necessarily compassion, just some, something productive, like you wanting to help. You forced, uh, pissed off about something that's not getting done and wanting to, to do something about it basically answering the question does it end out- outrage exactly right and exactly. It, it shouldn't right, right. i think our, our, Absolutely. Our, we, we our my view is right right it yeah, shouldn't you, right mm-hmm. and i think a lot of the time when you see people just being angry for angry's sake you're like oh man that's that's the critique i guess when, right when you see outrage you're like oh these are just angry people right but i thought what was really cool from our conversation is we got to see how she merged um her very unique brand of outrage um with compassion and like yeah. finding solutions for things i would getting, uh, getting to a point where you're treating people with compassion even though your tool for right right success is outrage right I, I i would even go farther and say that like i think it evolved i mm. think you know for her it was outrage just like yo this is fucked up and it's not just happening in Hollywood it's happening everywhere and you know people are sending me their stories and I'm going to share them and then you know it kind of gets to the point where it's just like okay like we're sharing this people are aware that this is a problem like they know now but um, what can I do more to help mm. and it seems like you know she kind of ended on the consent workshop and really my nigga yo Siri just straight up you know yeah. acting up um, listen Siri now is not the time not the time <laughs> anyway so uh, but yeah just just evolving from from that um, on to trying to educate people you know who are happy to learn or who are happy to listen so um, I, you know I think her her evolution was really really incredible and I'm excited to see what she does next honestly um, but in terms of your question, um, you can find or try to find compassion when you understand that perpetrators, which is one thing I like about my, our work, is that we also view this from this point that perpetrators are products of what is already there, like this system that's already like tarnished, like almost to say they don't know better. And it's not to make an excuse, but. Yeah. It ties me why I do what I do, consent education, you know. I've given up on my set, my, my generation and the next, but like the younger generation, like educating them and trying to find a way to rehabilitate these kids who probably learned nonsense at home, if or anything at all. Um, that to me can offer some sort of sustainable solution. So when you think about the fact that a lot of people never got consent education, a lot of people were abused themselves at a certain age and they never got any form of like anything for their trauma whatsoever, you find, you might see maybe that you have a tiny bit of compassion. Mm. You know, and, but in those cases, only thing to follow up with is rehabilitation and the only way to have rehabilitation is to have a system that actually works yeah shout out to Uche shout out yeah thanks for thanks for being on the show um, and come back on Twitter 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, as a, as a series, and we have we had three versions of this episode, and I think we can probably like round up all three in, in this. It's like uh, talking about being too foreign for here and too foreign for home. And, um, you know, we I, I was very excited about the opportunity to talk about this. And I think since we've been talking about Yawa for, for a while now, one of the main threads to it is hitting on that spot of, you know, being... Afro Canadian, Nigerian Canadian, right. or Ghanaian Canadian, or whatever you are Canadian, being a hyphenated, yeah, having to having to immigrate halfway through your life and basically soak up a completely new culture and figuring that out exactly. You know? um, and and you know, there's there's not just one angle to this. So um, we wanted Absolutely. we wanted as many shots at the conversation as possible. And I think with these three episodes, we were really able to do that. We've got um, the translator. The first one it was a conversation I had with with um, good friend Fahad which you know I liked his angle on it which was operating as the the person who had to translate the workings of her society to um, a family or to to a parent to a parent to a parent to parents, parents right um who who didn't necessarily speak the language exactly, and couldn't really communicate it as effectively as they would have in their home country right yeah and how that affects your trajectory and and your personality and you know what that weighs on you and i think i think that he he obviously he's a great storyteller so he he really loved um, yeah he loved laying out his angle and all that yeah stuff. i'm putting so it good. together and i just really love this outlook where he looked at it as an honor he looked at it as a privilege and you know the way he looked at it was like you know they're giving it so much for us to give us that opportunity um that it's not even question you know it's not, it's not a problem to to support and step in back you know yeah. i think the story about his dad um working that under the table job and getting injured and then like the guy basically just said he should go home mm. and just the fact that they had no uh, you know no health provision at whatsoever and then he had Crazy. to step in to basically like, for, yeah, like push for his father's yeah. rights right like I, I thought that was incredible mm. i thought it was you know it just showed um uh, just just showed a level of um i guess compassion and and responsibility that uh that sometimes we don't know is required for our parents because you know they're so used to us getting it at least for me anyway like, well you feel like they know everything right yeah so you feel like, like they know everything having they, to like, fill that information gap having to have like that sense of responsibility that you have to take right at such a young age it's, right it's really like powerful right. unique oh you like you don't really see that um yeah. and it's, it's unique to the immigrant story i guess and exactly and and especially for me like getting to this age right now where like we are now getting to the age where we you know are going to be somehow supporting being there you know taking certain action for our family mm -hmm. for our parents so parents, yeah, yeah yeah exactly so it, it's um you know it, it's just a i think it's a good lesson to to take away from that for sure, for sure. uh we also we had our opportunity to talk with um uh, a friend of ours who had a unique view on, I wouldn't say a unique view on blackness, but he just had a, I guess, a reassuring position on how you should operate in your blackness, right? That benefit of the doubt thing. And like, right, it, right. Um, like kind of like the, the looking at the right side up kind of thing, like mm -hmm. looking at the cup is full uh, mentality. Yeah. yeah. I thought, um, I thought I was really unique and he stayed through it the whole bro, time. Consistent. We tried to push yeah. him. We, and we tried to push, push that him. black awareness propaganda, but he wasn't having it. Yeah, uh, not, a, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Uh, so that, that was a, that was a unique angle. And then we had our man, David, uh, David talked with us about you know identity, and you know we talked about being hyphenated Canadian, right? Um, and he had a unique perspective on that as well because he's been to multiple places. Yeah, he was in like Louisiana, then yeah. he came to Ottawa, and then. I mean, my favorite part of that conversation is like, I, you know, when we asked, you know, do you ever think of yourself as Nigerian, Nigerian Canadian, mm -hmm. or Canadian? And he goes, I never think about myself as Canadian, and I yeah. thought that was interesting because yeah. like, he's like, yeah, I'm just, I mean, I'm Nigerian. 
until somebody asks, you know? Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Until you inquire more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we can be talking about, and I was like, and I felt that was, I didn't expect that from him considering how much time he'd spent here. Right, um, right. I would expect that from us. Right, you know, right. Um, until we get the passport and then hey, 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 hey. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> some of us, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yo. I also thought it was interesting when he talked about like you know having to adapt. Uh, when basically like uh, he, uh, I think his mom re- had realized that they were be- being treated because in of different way, yeah. in a different way because of their accent and mm-hmm. things like that, and how like you know she not not you know I, I know some people might look at this in a different way, but the way she kind of encouraged them to you know pick up on these things and like you know use those to. Their, to their advantage adapt to their advantage so that they get the best opportunity and they're not like you know looked down on or pushed away so I thought that was interesting it's one of those things that when you come in as an immigrant especially when you're younger some of the things that you have to overcome that nobody's really discussing with you maybe mm-hmm. on you know um, on like David his mom at least had that conversation with him um, even with Osahan the same thing so uh, it's I think it's good to point out that there's some of these micro things that are happening that you don't really understand or recognize are like are a big change to yourself. Like you mm. talking in a completely different accent and making that effort is real. Like yeah, that is yeah. not, you know, on it's the first time. Yeah, yeah, it's not pretend. Like it's a, it's a daily thing. So mm. I thought that was really, really interesting. Fascinating. Uh- okay, what else have we done in this collection? Oh, we talk about the, uh, the talking face. Oh God! With, uh, Dear God! With uh, Lynn and uh, Khadija. And, uh, Khadija, I really like that episode for just like one that was. That was I think it's the only episode we had two people on. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I loved the balance. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lynn a little, being a little bit more uh, experienced with you know the bullshit. I, I, no, I think Khadija was also really experienced <laughs> with the bullshit. Yeah. I think their outlook was just a little different. A different, yeah. yeah. Um, Damn, man, that, that that doesn't say much good about us guys what do you <laughs> it's mean like, it's just like they both had dealt with so much bullshit it's just like do we have any positive stories <laughs> oh I mean like guys deal with bullshit too um and I think ho 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 <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't I didn't see that energy on, on, on the episode on the episode no 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 because we weren't really talking about dealing with bullshit right? I it's think just, we, were, we were just talking about one you know like defining when to take that next step in relationships right absolutely right? like that that discomfort that you're in you know um going from zero to a hundred, like what, dealing with vulnerability, requests for intimacy, you know, that kind of, that was the conversation, you know? Yeah. I, I enjoyed being, I remember being deeply frustrated at that time in my life yeah. with um, romantic entanglements. Let me put it that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I, I think even based on our conversation, I was like, yeah, I don't know when the talking phase starts specifically. Yeah, like, like, like I wasn't sure because I think Lynn was pretty much like, yo, we have to actually be having conversation, not just texting or mm. DMing or something like that. And like, yeah, so it was just interesting seeing yeah, like you were like as soon as it's the DM, DM is like isn't, face, isn't that like, the talking face on Lynn's like nope, nope. <laughs> like, you gotta do a lot more yeah. that's true I, 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 which is fair yeah I didn't I didn't know I you know like I mean what, what, what were you gonna say oh, no, I, I was just gonna say I agree like I think and I think I said that in the episode yeah, yeah, you well, right you kind of have to there's a declaration of intent that I think starts the you know the talking phase I, we, we ended up doing like phase one and phase two, two right right right, right exactly yeah like, um, but no, that was still very, a work in progress. <laughs> it's not a work in progress for you, man. <laughs> it's, it's no, no, I still, I, no, I, I don't, I'm not talking about me. Like, I don't have to go through that bullshit. But like, 
Yes, that's why I'm. No, 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 I'm saying like it's still a work in progress in terms of like, like having that being clear. Like you know, okay. I think I think that like it seems like there are different perspectives. Like mm. even for the two people who were maybe talking to all each unique, other, all unique, man. You know, I, I, yeah, that's literally what I learned from that conversation. Absolutely, like, all unique. Yeah, ask the person you're talking to. Yo, fam, is, are we like what are we? <laughs> yeah, saying? exactly. Yeah. Like to somebody, that first text might be declare declaration of intent, Bro, right? And um, some others and definitely not. So actually, pay attention. Do you know what the trip is? And I think we talk again we talk about this in the episode it's like the expectations that come with what people perceive is the first declaration of intent right because you know if you're if you don't think that you've shot a shot you're not operating like you shot a shot you know right. you're not going for the rebound right you know to stick to the same analogy right, right. but right. if she thinks you shot a shot then you might want to go catch that <laughs> rebound yeah man <laughs> like <laughs> she wants you pulling off to the line what you doing <laughs> exactly uh yeah I, I really love that conversation too um that was fun uh and where else did we go jesus um oh the, the that, uh mask off oh masculinity oh man i you know, this might be my favorite episode. I don't know if this is my favorite episode, but I know this might be my favorite guest simply because um, he's just such a, he's a beautiful soul. Um, and we were able to, I learned a lot about him in the episode. I think I learned more about any other guest just talking to him in that episode. Um, and we hit on, on stuff that like, I'm you know working through like deeply myself personally. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I really love this. And he talked about like, you know, finding or accessing his masculinity through love, which is just like. Yeah, that was probably, that was the first. I think our relationship in relate our our relationship with relationships is is an important uh, factor to explore as well because we only know I'm not speak for me I only know who I am as a man compared to those who I engage with right so in that relationship I define myself as a man based on who this person is in that relationship. I think I have learned the great majority about myself and my relationship with masculinity through relationships and through love. Mm. Um, although there was a lot that I brought with me from my father, I think there was a lot that I carried on from, from the, just the environment and the time we live in. And then I think I was at one point I was, I was really like slapped with this over the head and say, yo, you probably got to check yourself a little bit, you know? Yeah, I think it's. I think relationships are very important in the conversation of masculinity for sure. At least for me. Like whoa, you know? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, just at least understanding what 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 your what your programming forces you into. Yeah. Right. And I think just learning that that programming exists as a first step is really such is so like revealing, right? Right. Um, Absolutely. At least you know that you know there's some things that you've learned that you might need to unlearn and there are some things that are really part of you and you just have to figure out how you can kind of adjust. There you right? go. Um, right. So I think there's something interesting too. I think um, one of the things you talked about was just like being there for the people around you, um, making sure that they know you're them. Like when you said that, like that, that was kind of like something your dad told you. Mm. I thought that was really powerful as well. Making sure that the people that you care about know you're there for them. For sure. You know what I mean? Because like, you might think you're doing all the most but like do they know do they know that like what this is taking mm. um I, I think that was like that was really powerful as well Good for shit. sure yeah okay what else what did we touch on um 
black yeah. privilege. Black man. privilege. Oh, that's that's is that part of our two foreign? No, it's not. No, no. This is this was just a specific because like, um you know Somto had a done we had we had this conversation with Somto and she had done a piece for us about um you know just dealing with um um I guess race at the workplace misunderstanding or well, 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 how would I really put this basically people mixing you up with other people because you're of a certain race um the the tax that we have to deal with the emotional tax that like people of color have to deal with um as a result of that being the um you know being working in the i guess in the western aka white world um <laughs> so we had her on and she came and talked to us a little bit about it and I think uh, she wasn't um, I, I don't think she was convinced on the idea of black privilege yeah, as, not as at a all. statement yeah, right? the, I mean I, she came at us quick too I like it she's like <laughs> yeah, are you really sure. gonna name this uh, black privilege right uh, right and then you know and obviously you know that's a, a fair point a fair question anyone can ask um, but mm. over there uh, no it's a fair question for anybody to ask I just felt like over the course of the episode I think we like pointed out yeah, point. yeah they're, they're, they're like challenges um, in the workplace for us being black we, you know, we're very very aware of that um, and it's something that we're going to continually deal with and challenge with but like at the same time it, it's never been a better time to be black than it is now never like let's be you know, yeah. you know, honestly speaking. So, um, as a result of that, you know, there are definitely ways where we can use and take advantage of our blackness to basically create more opportunity, create more advantages for not just ourselves, but for other people of color. Mm. So we touched on a bunch of different, um, topics, examples, um, on that episode, yeah. you know, where people that actually were able to pull this off, you know, mm. and, and uh, she's one of them too. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> she is literally one of them. I'm, I'm, yeah, I have a story about the coolness. Oh, factor. please, yeah, give me a share. So, um, but this is for like from university, but I'm still going to tell it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was in a 12 month internship at like Western, uh, Western Canada. Never been there before, small town, whatever. And I read the, the, you know, the website, the information for new employees. It's a business casual, right? So I packed my bag from Ottawa, like four suitcases. And if you, like, I like color. So I had my yellow dresses, like heels, scarves, like everything. I can just imagine. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be amazing. It was also my first corporate, like, experience. So I arrived there my first day of work. I'm wearing a yellow dress, red scarf, my lipstick on. And then I get to work. Everybody's wearing jeans and a hoodie and i'm like oh this is interesting wow. also it was a very small city so there's only one mall and like there weren't things i liked there so it's not yeah. like i could even shop and at the time in my life i probably had like two or three pairs of jeans and that was it right i had no hoodies i had t-shirts but no hoodies so <laughs> guys girls everybody's just dressed everybody's just dressed down like mm, jeans okay. t-shirts hoodies like nobody is like dressed and i'm guessing up. dressed down is not business casual no that's okay. not i mean that's not how I define yeah, business that's casual, not business right? Casual. I, I think I don't think hoodie passes for business casual, <laughs> yeah. so I'll give you that. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, oh my god, you know, what am I going to do? And again, this was, I guess, it was an unspoken rule. Mm-hmm. So for the next couple of weeks, I tried to blend in, wear my mm-hmm. jeans and t-shirts, but I really wasn't happy. wasn't me. Um, so I just went back because I mean, there was no reason why I couldn't wear what I was wearing. It wasn't unsafe. I was in the office. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I went out to site but then you had to wear like proper like, protective equipment yeah. right um so i was like you know what whatever i'm just gonna wear what i have um so i kept on wearing my fancy dresses and my heels and 
um, people will compliment me every now and then, but when I was leaving at the end, the team, like my team had maybe 13 people, but they all gave me gifts and the gifts were like jewelry, like scarves, um, like really nice jewelry and scarves. Did you guys have a thing where you were giving each other gifts or everybody just gave gifts? I don't know if all the other co-op students got gifts, but I got gifts and (laughs) they told me that, you know, and they got, they wrote me like cards too. And they, they were, they told me how, you know, they appreciated the color that I brought to the office and like they enjoyed seeing me every morning because I brightened their day or something. And I was like, this is like, you know, this was just being me being me with my colorful self. But like these people noticed and they were giving me things that they thought I would like, like scarves and jewelry. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is nice. Like they didn't have to. This wasn't my manager giving me. It was like other team members giving me gifts. And I'm like, that's cool. So, I mean, they thought I was pretty cool with my like quote unquote high and fashion. It really wasn't, but Mm. (laughs) it was just something that they were not used to. Like they don't see that often. It's not like their style, right? So for them, it was like, oh, she's cool because she wears colorful, bright stuff. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, collection two, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we were, I mean, you said this the other day in one of our, like, our talks, you like, yeah, we were on, uh, we stayed on message, on mission. Right. Um, and I guess our goal really was just to, I mean, um, it's kind of like what you were alluding to, like, with the whole season, we're basically going for the gray area. We were basically trying to figure out um, where does it go from right to wrong? Sometimes it's uh, it's very, very obvious, and sometimes it's not as clear. Um, and we wanted to explore that idea of, like, uh where exactly does that line start and where does it end? Mm. Um, should there be a line or how should we really look at that process? You know, in cases yeah. with outrage and compassion, we realize that it's not monolithic. It's not too, you know, it's not, it doesn't need to exist. It's not mutually exclusive, exclusive yeah. right? Like they could exist together mm-hmm. and ideally you want to, you know, work towards compassion. So um, I think we were able to capture that in most of our conversations Absolutely. throughout the season. What do you think? Oh, I agree for sure. Um, and I think our, our breadth of guests too, like, like uh, allowed us to, to be able to have enough dynamic conversations where it wasn't just an echo chamber of our, of our thoughts. Yeah. Of our thoughts, which you always want to be careful about. Right. Absolutely. Um, and also it wasn't just like geographically speaking. I, I, I mean, I guess because we have similar upbringings, right. I don't, I don't really want to have, the same kinds of conversations over and over again with people who all think the same way. Uh, absolutely. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed the masculinity episode because I felt like we had similar positions just from different pos- like angles. Right. Um, and and learning how he was unlearning was really, really cool. Right. And I, I think he was great because he had identified that. Yeah. And like he was, he was able to point that out almost throughout the episode, you know, mm-hmm. from when he started from the whole toxic masculinity conversation and kind of ironing out where he was at with it and what the challenges are with that and going from there in terms of how he's evolved as a person to kind of step in that and finding his own like uh, shortcomings as well. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So um, thanks so much, everybody, for like listening all the way through. Thanks for listening to this episode. Um, we hit our listens goals for that collection. So we're so pleased with that. Um, and we're just going to... More is always nice. More is always nice. Um, honestly, if you liked any of the episodes, I know you guys did because you sent me messages. So send them to your friends. Um, and we're just going to be um, pushing some more of those out over the next couple of weeks as well. So make sure you check them out. We're going to link to all of the episodes in our show notes for this one. And we'll make it one master thing. So yeah, thanks so much for, for listening, guys. 
Um, so yeah, you can write to us at two takes and a pod at gmail.com. That's two takes and a pod at gmail.com or one word. This podcast is brought to you by Yawa. Follow us on social media at Yawa Magazine on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our website is yawamag.com. We'd love to hear from you on any of those platforms. Our music is by Boye. You can find him on Facebook at 1705 Music. Um, check it out. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be more jams coming for you in the near future. And make sure to subscribe uh, so you don't miss the next episode. You can find us wherever you find your podcasts. This has been Two Takes on a Pod. Thank you for listening. Peace.